Welcome to the podcast of MotorWeek, television's original automotive magazine. MotorWeek is made possible by Cars.com. Here's your MotorWeek podcast host, John Davis. Welcome everyone, MotorWeek podcast number 10. I am John Davis and joining me here in a rather frigid Studio C today are our road test producer, Brian Robinson. Welcome. Our writer, Shamit Choksi. I am here, John. And our, uh, <laughs> glad you're here, not somewhere else. And our associate producer, Mr. Ben Davis. Hello. Um, every January, we take Motor Week on the road trying to escape the cold. We weren't you know, able to do this, that this year. We ended up down in Roebling Roads, our racetrack outside of Savannah, Georgia, where we always go. And <laughs> it was just as cold there as here. But that didn't keep us from spending a lot of time on the tracks with some very hot cars. And we're going to talk about some of those cars today. And I'm going to start with, I guess, what has to be the uh, certainly the most talked about affordable sports car of the moment the new Nissan 370Z. And Brian Robinson, why don't you kick things off? Yeah, I don't know too many people that didn't like the 350Z, so there wasn't a whole lot they had to really change or fix, just kind of update a little bit, give it a little more power. Uh, the thing on the track is awesome. I mean, it stays flat and turns in immediately. Uh, it's still a, a bit of a rough dr- uh, car for daily driving. but And especially track, now since they made the wheelbase a little shorter. I yeah. mean, they made it a better sports car, but maybe not as good to drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Broken the interior itself, I mean, the, the seating position and the, the room, I think it's better. I mean, it's very comfortable, but uh, yes, yeah, it's a little rough for daily driving. And, and the price, you know, starts at thirty grand. And so. what did they add to the interior? A glove box. A glove box. box. Yes. I'm sorry, but Dude, that's, that's a big deal for us. <laughs> a lot of gloves. Straight right up now. there with that's cup right. holders for me. <laughs> that's fair game. Anybody else? What did you think of it? I thought um, I liked the roof line a little better. Um, and the headlights are are cooler. It's it's just a. It was a great car, and now it's even greater. It's a cooler looking car. Yeah, it's the, nice that the strut bar's gone too. Yeah, ben, in the rear you can actually rear, right. put some luggage in. Ben there and I were just talking the other day. We were both looking at it on screen, and we both sort of agreed at the same time that it kind of looks like a. It has a Porsche-like look to it now, even more so than before. That's interesting, uh, like like the old uh, front-engine Porsches. Yep. Well, they, the character of the car, they, they put a little of the GTR in it, I think, a little of that kind of menacing look. Sure, uh, undeniable. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they've been getting a lot of, I guess, uh, press on the whole rev matching feature. Talk, which, talk about that. Yeah, basically, uh, when you're going into a corner and you're downshifting, uh, you know, when you put in the clutch, it automatically uh, put the revs up to match. You don't have to heel and toe or anything like that. You don't have to worry about letting the clutch out too early and getting, you know, a rear, rear wheel chirp or anything. Or just go in the corner, drop it down, and. Uh, but you can it. if you want, right? Well, I mean, you can shut it off. I mean, you you, you can turn it off. Sure. Right. Okay. Well, but but you, Brian, you do an awful lot of our performance driving in the track. Did you like that feature? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That's brilliant. You know, it it is the first of its type, uh, but I have a feeling we're going to see that in a lot more cars because, after all, manual transmission cars, there's not a lot of them out there. It's a small percentage, so why shouldn't they get something that's rather unique? It's just one last thing to think about going into a corner. You know, just go hard on the brakes, put it in gear, and get ready to come out of the corner. I drove around town with it on the whole time. Yeah. Talks to my inner boy racer. It takes a little bit of your uh, engine braking away if you're if you're uh, somebody that likes to rely on that. But again, you can turn it off if you don't like it. Let's move on to the. I guess it was the fastest car we had at this Roebling session by 
a substantial margin, and that's the Corvette ZR1, undeniably a, a different kind of uh, a Corvette and, and a real supercar. Ben, why don't you kick things off on the ZR1? That thing was destroying lap times at the track when we were down there. It was more than three or four or five seconds off the uh, second fastest car there, no doubt. Uh, when you're in that car, it feels like you're hitting light speed. It's, uh, it's automotive meets science fiction. It's an incredible ride. We had faster lap times in that than I think we did in the Enzo Ferrari, didn't we? I'm pretty sure we did. I think it was only a couple of seconds slower than a fully race-prepped Corvette at that track that we had saw a record for. It was unbelievable. I know the times sort of looked almost like motorcycle times. They were so fast. I mean, you can't say it enough. The thing is just freaking fast. (laughs) Now, I know you didn't go on uh, on the trip, Shamit, but you've obviously know a lot about the ZR1. When you walk up to it, is there anything that just pops out at you? Well, I mean, uh, styling-wise, it's, it's more muscular. Uh, it, oh, of course, you know, uh, the first thing that you notice is the, the window and the hood, you know. But, I, you know, I was going to actually bring this up. I mean, everybody has a different opinion about that thing. Um, some people think it's cool. Some people think it's just kitschy. I mean, uh, what do you guys think? Uh, we really haven't talked about this. Pass. Pass, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I think the, uh, the idea is definitely cool. Um, I'd like to see a little more chrome or maybe something through the uh, through the window other than a painted surface. Yeah, but you don't see it a whole cool. lot. Yeah. That's the thing. Ferrari and others have tried to do plexiglass covers over engines for years, but usually it's so you can see the engine. Yeah, you see sure. the whole engine. Yeah. yeah. And this one you see a plastic cover over the engine. Right. Yeah. I'm kind of anti these plastic covers over engines anyway. I, I want to see the hardware. Wonder what it would look like if you took the cover off, though. Well, the problem is it probably doesn't look very sexy, but they'd have to put the money that they put into doing the plastic, you know, cover into making the engine look a little bit sexy. Right. But anyway, undeniably an incredible uh, car, and certainly ate up a lot of our uh, track records down there. Shamit. Uh, let's go to you on another car that we had uh, both down here and up here in our offices for quite a while. Sure. And that's the, the, the new Audi TTS, their, their top-of-the-line model for their TT Sport Coupe and uh, convertible. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the TT's been around for 10 years now, so what better way to celebrate that than bring in more horsepower, tighten up the suspension, lower the chassis? Uh, uh, here's the thing. Like you said, I didn't drive it on the track, um, so I'm going to defer to these guys on, on that. But this is what I'm hearing. I mean, there was no doubt that it would be, it would do fine on normal twisty roads. But we, I think, the general consensus was, how would it fare on a big track? It's an, it's an Audi. You know, you don't put it in the same category as say uh, a Z4 or a Porsche Cayman right off the bat. But man, this thing, from what I'm hearing, it. It, it dominated on the track. It was super balanced. It got around the track extremely well. Um, I mean, Brian couldn't say enough about it. Go ahead, Brian. I mean, yeah, you had some opinions. Robling, if you're not familiar with the track, I mean, it's a high-speed track. There's not really any really tight technical things. It's pretty much uh, full out the whole way around. And a car like that, that kind of class, can easily be overwhelmed by that track just because it's a high-horsepower track. But the TT did awesome. Way more power than what I was expecting. Coming out of the corners, thing just hooks up and takes off. Ben, you have a comment? Um, I drove it more around the street than Brian did. He was uh, the racetrack guy on that one. But uh, and just around the street, you, I could definitely feel uh, the, the, the extra power was, uh, I felt it more than I thought that I would, for sure. Um, and the transmission was just uh, tighter than I thought it would be, too. Here's my question to everybody. Is the TT with the TTS 
a real sports car or is it once again, as it's often been criticized in the past, kind of like a bubble-shaped sporty coupe? Is, is it for real? Uh, I'm going to say it's for real. I mean, that's what the, this whole thing was about, you know, whether that, that they were going to step up to that. And I think that's exactly what they did. And that's what we proved down at Roebling, that the thing can it can keep up and it can take on a big track and have no problems. I mean, that's what I'm hearing over and over again. Yeah, I'm going to say it's definitely for real. Uh, probably what they could have done was certainly made it look a little more unique if they wanted to, if they want people to notice it yeah put it out there but it still looks very similar to the regular tt it's definitely for real and it's got a a a nice sophisticated taste to it i think it um, it stands out from a lot of the other uh, a lot of other sports cars now we also had some other vehicles down there Uh, we were basically have for an upcoming show kind of a a track comparison between the ctsv and the m5 and i don't want to give everything away but basically did you find those two cars very well matched uh, in some areas, yes. Um, certainly the big area is going to be price. I mean, CTSV has got all the performance, if not more, the M5, and it costs a lot less. Did it have, though, that that quintessential uh, BMW sports sedan feel to it? Um, it's a very different feel, more of an American feel. And the the seats were not track-worthy seats, and I was sliding all over the thing, all over the track, you know. It's little things like that, but I mean, the thing, it's just a beast of a motor in that thing, and it's fast. They've done a remarkable job, I think, of development. I mean, it was, it, they do most of the development on the car actually in Europe on the, the Nürburgring, mm-hmm. so that, which is where the Germans have developed their cars for, for decades. Um, I think that certainly pays off. There's no place like that in this country. Any comment, Ben? Or? Uh, the GM's test track actually comes close. It, they, they built a special track for for. For training drivers to drive on the Nurburgring. For training drivers. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, well, probably the second like closest thing, but I agree with you yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing track. Well, thanks, guys, very much. That was a terrifically uh, informative uh, capsulization of our, our uh, cold days down in Roebling this year. I want to thank you very much for joining us. We've had Brian Robinson here with us, Ben Davis, and Shamit Choksi. And I want to give special thanks to Jim Bigwood, our audio engineer, who makes sure we come through loud and clear all the time, our podcast creator, Bob Mixter, and, of course, our producer, Michelle Parker, with whom these podcasts would be foodless and also informationless, I might add. Thanks for everybody for joining us, and I hope you'll join us for not only our next Motor Week podcast, but also the next edition of Motor Week. You have been listening to the podcast of Motor Week, television's original automotive magazine. Motor Week is made possible by Cars.com. For additional information on podcasts, videos, and showtimes, visit our website at motorweek.org. And watch Motor Week, television's longest-running automotive magazine series, each week on your local PBS station.